Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Welcome back, Jacob. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Wow, you sound great. You've been, you know, kind of battling a cold. The house had a cold. You sound good. Oh, we, we're, we're back. We are fully back. Is it like your NFL team? Like, you just... It sounds like you're just rejuvenated here. Uh, my NFL team doesn't ever have really any highs or lows, to be honest with you. We're just we're just steady eddies. That's what I hear. That's the word on the street. Um, so I believe my I believe my scoring in our full full PPR league is what there's like 17 points difference between my worst week and my best week right now. So not much. Not much going on. Well, I want to get into this in the beginning. I need all of you guys to go out there, download, rate, and review if you get an opportunity. It helps. Um, again, go out there, download. Quick hitter, Doug Peterson. So this will be real quick. Doug Peterson, new Jaguars head coach, gets another W, and believe it or not, guess where he sits? In Jaguars all-time wins leaders as a coach. Gotta be top five. It is he is tied for fifth. He is tied Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that Urban Meyer was there for a year, got cut, and he's one of the fifth winningest coaches in Jaguars football. Wild. I, just a just a poverty franchise. It's, I mean, they're, they're terrible. Tom Coughlin, for you guys out there wondering, is a leader with I think it was sixty eight wins, and then Jack Del Rio is very close behind with like sixty five or maybe even tied at sixty eight. It was he was up there, but <laughs> not a lot going on there. So, but Jaguars. Looking good so far to start the year. Who would have thought, given given the uh, Chargers game, I, I don't know, didn't give them much of a chance, and they balled out. No, I think I actually think they have a pretty they have some talent on their roster, and it looks like Trevor Lawrence is starting to figure th- figure things out in the NFL. So that's you got at least one quarterback from that draft class that might be panning out. Yeah, and. You know, being an Eagles fan, do you have a soft spot for Doug Peterson? I do. I like Doug. So, yeah, he's putting it all together. I think he, he may have dyed his hair, though, because he used to be all gray, and now he's got, like, bleach blonde hair. So I don't know if he's dying it or if it's just that Florida sun, you know? Yeah, it's sun-kissed. <laughs> sun-kissed. <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe he's got product that Trevor Lawrence has given him. Oh, yeah. So I want to get into some quick NCAA news. Uh, I can't remember what day it was, maybe Monday, but Luther Burden, for wide receiver for Missouri, uh, scrubs his social media of all Missouri stuff, um, then comes out in the next day after everybody on social media goes crazy. Uh, pretty much says, don't worry, Tiger fans, just be patient. Don't know what it means, but I say he transfers after this year. What say you, Jacob? Um, probably transfers. I'm not 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 entirely sure, but at the same time, I don't I don't know what it is about players like scrubbing social media to be like this is going to send a message, and I I don't know who's supposed to receive that message. Yeah. Like, I- in college, it's it's a little bit different. You've got the NIL deals now. I don't, I don't, and I don't know exactly how this works, but I know he's got some sort of chip deal. They've got like Luther Burden chips down there in Missouri. But yeah, but he's he's not getting paid like some of these other guys. Yeah, so it's it's definitely not like a Debo Samuel and those NFL players where it seems like all that's like the wide receivers' go to move. So yeah, I. I I think it's so dumb. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I, I tried to scrub my social media of all my bear work stuff, and uh, yeah, I didn't get a raise, so it didn't no. work. Did not work. But selfishly, yeah, I want him somewhere different than Missouri. Yeah, they just don't they, seem to be using them. Well, either the, also they, they're passing for like 150 yards a week. And it's all to love it. Yeah. So, Chris Rodriguez, uh, he is on Tweets team. He is eligible to come back. He, um, I believe, had a, like a DUI charge. Something had gone awry, um, but he is available to come back Saturday. And all the stuff I'm hearing is that he might get some run on Saturday's game here against Old Miss. Iona Smith, he looks like he tore his ACL. He was on crutches during the game. Uh, he's on, I believe, on Brett's team, so he's going to be gone for the year. Zach Evans on. Nate's team, he got hurt in the first half, did not come back. Uh, Lane Kiffin, he was asked about it after the game and said, yeah, he was held out due to a medical issue. So that's something to watch going into the week. And then JSN um, looked kind of on track like he was going to play and then was not. What I'm being told is the assumption at this point is that he will not play against Rutgers and maybe not against Michigan State to get through the off week um, and then bring him back for the Iowa game to kind of get geared up in preparation for their game at Penn State. So that's what I'm being told by my sources at Ohio State. That makes sense, though, because, I mean... Rutgers and Michigan State are probably going to be two cupcakes for Ohio State. They probably don't need them. Plus, their wide receiver core is one of the best ones in the nation. Can get away. Um, It does make me a little bit worried if I'm a sports better on, like, covering and stuff. Like, they might. Is there a chance that they get upset? Probably not, but... If they're already thinking that way, maybe they're overlooking some opponents. So it'll be it'd be interesting to see if there's some like trap games here coming up, or maybe they look like they don't have their foot on the gas pedal. But uh, yeah. Other than that, that's about all the. Um, oh, I guess the another piece of news. I don't know which games they are for sure, but some games are being moved not only for the NFL, but for college due to uh, Hurricane. I don't even know what it is. What is it Hurricane? Ian. Ian. So that's moving some games around. Did you, did you see those videos of, like, sharks swimming in the streets in Florida? Uh-uh. There's just sharks, like, in the street. I saw, I saw There's a... There's so much water... I saw a video of a weatherman giving, like, its update on the hurricane. One, it's a hurricane. Why are you putting somebody in a hurricane to tell us it's windy and rainy? But then it gets caught on camera that this, like, small tree (laughs) smokes him. (laughs) And he's just keeled over. And then they're like, are you all right? It's like, you're in a hurricane. I don't, I, it's the news. It's weird. It's weather. Like, give me Ollie saying, it's rain sideways. Like, that's that's what it is. It's it's the stupidest thing in the world to watch weather people chase storms. And they'd be like, oh, get in the car. we got to get out of here. There's a tornado coming. Yeah, you're telling everybody else to be inside. Why are you? So you can get it on camera and get like a bonus or something at the end of the year i don't get it yeah, it's but you know secretly they probably love it like gives them that adrenaline rush yeah it's the same as like opening your garage door and sitting in your garage during like a thunderstorm yeah but i mean that's kind of how i feel like brett's gonna be this week he's like all excited he's gonna play me and then it's like oh fuck i gotta get out of here that's what it's gonna be eat it brett 
NFL news. You got anything? Not really. All right, we'll get into our league news. We had three waivers. I asked uh, Colin, but he didn't have any disappointing waiver claims. He had mentioned they were all pretty good waiver claims, so I asked him to rank them one to three. So I will give you his his take here. So he says, great picks all around. Out of the three, Ollie Jennings is the worst, just based on the lack of real NFL potential and not standing apart from the other two in terms of CFF value either. But not all bad. So he gave Jalen Daniels his number one pickup of the week because of his sustained high-end CFF success. He likes Banks, probably the best pro potential of the three, but small sample size, and there are other wide receivers there for competition. So that's what uh, Colin had to say for our pickups of the week. If you, guys... you have an offer sitting in your inbox for Jalen Daniels. Do you think he hasn't seen it, or do you think he doesn't want to do it? He, he, might, he might not have just seen it. I mean, it happened, what, yesterday, right? Yesterday yeah. afternoon? Yeah, I think he's probably seen it and just scoffing at it. He's got his pinky up. He's like, who's a scrub? I need another quarterback. I need 12 quarterbacks on my team, so I can't pick the right one. Just yeah, I mean, him going after quarterback was a little bit... He wasn't the one that I was thinking was going to pick him up. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have thought Corey would have gone after a quarterback. Corey, if you listen to the podcast, you have waiver pickups that you can make. Let's use them. So, we'll get into the everybody's favorite segment here. Malik Willis's stats... Uh, week three, he helped lead the Titans to a 24-22 win over Chad's Las Vegas Raiders. He did not play, so that was a great job that he, he led led them here that week. That wraps it up for Malik Willis uh, stats. We'll get into our trade counter, up two spots. So we had two trades happen throughout the week. We'll talk about here... Drake London goes to Nate, and Tweet gets Jamison Williams, Zay Flowers, and Blake Corum. What are your What are your thoughts there, Jacob? Um, I mean, I I like Drake London, so I'd probably take the Drake London side. But at the same time, Jamison Williams is still a first round wide receiver that we just haven't seen play yet. So if he pans out, it's like you're getting two CFF producers for, you know, nothing, really. If if Jameson and Drake end up having similar kind of career paths. Now, I definitely uh, like the Drake London side. He's already – it's small sample size, but he's done really well um, in producing there. And then Zay Flowers with Boston College. Boston College just kind of has been poop – lately um he gets a lot of targets is he's kind of a yo-yo he's had like 35 points 12 points 22 points 12 points so you kind of don't know what you're going to get with zay flowers i don't he he has nfl potential i i don't see anything it's like he's probably like round four or later in my yeah, he's eyes. A, he's a day three guy. And then Blake Corum has been playing really well. Uh, I think maybe has played himself into day two draft capital. Has some good size. But Donovan Edwards has been out of the picture, so usually that backfield's like a 1A, 1B type thing, and He's just had it all to himself. So once Donovan Edwards come back, I think he drops a little bit, and we're going to start Big Ten play, so we'll see how how he plays uh, for the remainder of the year. But I can see why Tweet wanted, wanted Blake Corum and Zay Flowers. I think maybe he was just a week late because 
would have helped out to have Blake Corum in all those touchdowns against me. But, uh, all right, we'll move on from our trades and we'll go into our recaps. So, first game of the week we have, or not game of the week, the first game is Jacob versus Nate. So, this one ended up being the biggest blowout of the week. I haven't seen somebody get kicked quite like this since the butt punt for the was it the the dolphins yeah yeah i mean that's what this was this was a butt punt so we have let's hear what i'm going to talk about the qbs jacob for you put up like flex numbers you got tungavaloa puts up 12.28 You've got Jane Daniels puts up 14.86. Um, Blake Shapin didn't have a bad day, 27.82 points. Yeah, definitely not a bad day, but then you just had four injuries where you have Jaden Daniels gets hurt, Tunga Valoa gets hurt, Rakeem Jarrett gets hurt. Um, I, I can't remember. I thought you had another person get hurt in this game. Maybe it was Kenny McIntosh at the point. Yeah, it was, was Kenny. It was just, you know, a rough go go at it this week. Um, but then for... Plus, I think, yeah, I had those injuries and then just bad quarterback play in general. And then I also had, like, half of my roster was starting, like, conference play. So I had, like, Big Ten going against Big Ten. I didn't have any of those kind of cupcake matchups to get a ton of points from anybody. And, yeah. It was a rough week. You didn't have any well, cupcakes like Will Levis in Kentucky against um, NIU getting you 35.12 points or BYU against Wyoming getting you 39.18 points. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. And, I mean, it is nice because I still view Nate's roster as my own. So, like, those are my guys that beat me. Right. You know? So I can't get too mad. I mean, they might as well be your team. Let's let's be honest. Stroud, Levis. That's that's where my head's at. <laughs> um, and then he had uh, an- Blake Corum had a great day, two hundred forty-three yards, rushing two touchdowns. Nothing in the passing game, but that was good for thirty-six point three points. Um, Nut Cup wins big here. And this one, 268.24 to 193.86. Shout out to Nut Cup. Next game is Grimm versus Patrick. The battle of the family members at Thanksgiving. This one, I want to talk about. Patrick puts up his highest point total of the year in this one. Grimm also came to party for this this week. So I want to talk about on Grimm's team, Jaden Knott, freshman Cal, running back, has a great game, has 274 yards rushing, three touchdowns, two receptions for 10 yards, as uh, he puts up 48.4 points as a freshman. Um, I mean, granted, it's against Arizona, but, hey, it's a freshman putting up numbers in Power 5. That's a great get there. Also, uh, Jacob, one of your favorite, Tajay Spears, uh, has five receptions for 74 yards, 114 yards, rushing and two touchdowns, good for 35.8 points. I think he's just putting those numbers up just to spite you. And then Grayson McCall gets injured in this one, but not before he puts up 32.52 points. Sean Clifford also has a pretty, pretty good game this week as well so for Patrick's team not a lot going on here even though he put up the most points he has all year but I want to point out DJU like this is a DJU we thought we were getting last year so it was a big game he had 
220 yards passing, two touchdowns, five rushing yards. Or sorry, that was JJ McCarthy. He had um, 371 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, a two-point conversion, and 52 yards rushing. Good for 52.04 points. On top of this week, uh, Drake May having 301 passing, five passing touchdowns, 36 yard rushing, and a fumble. Good for 43.64 points. Those guys uh, carried carried Patrick's team, almost put up half of his points there, but that one was not enough. Grimm wins the turkey leg this year at Thanksgiving, 287.98 to 233.58. you have any comments on, on this matchup here, Jacob? Um, no, but... Yeah, Ty J. Spears. He's your boy. What do you want me to say about him? I mean, just how much you love him and how much you were wrong about dogging him. I mean, I was so wrong. He's probably going in the first round of the draft. He's probably going to, I don't know. I hope my Eagles get him. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about him about every week. I, I love it when Ty J. Spears just goes off. I'm sure Grim does too, like secretly. So. Oh, yeah. It's like, Jacob doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, fuck Jacob. In the next one, we've got Ian versus Brett. Um, This one is one that we'd have to stay up for the late slate for of games. So, Brett has Dylan Gabriel puts up 330 yards passing, four touchdowns, 61 yards rushing, good for 43.3 points. Malik Cunningham finally decided to show back up after his absence for a while. I'm not sure who who's hiding him out. And let's see here. Who else do I want to – it kind of came down to uh, Travis Dye there at the late night game. But for Ian's team – I want to talk about Austin Reed putting up 45.24 points. He had 381 yards passing, five touchdowns in Western Kentucky's thromping of Florida International, 73-0, pulled in the third quarter of this one. Um, I bet you Ian would have liked him playing another quarter here. Um, yeah, I, like I said, 45.24 points, great, great job. He's going to be a staple of Ian's quarterback roster going forward could be a nice trade piece if uh you know somebody wants to compete on the college side somewhere down the line maybe not this year but but somewhere down the line I I like him as a piece that Ian could maybe trade off that I don't think has a lot of pro potential Uh, Zappy was is a much better quarterback and I don't remember what round he went in like Fourth how round? He, yeah, how many years does he have left? I believe. So, he's so, one of the players in fan tracks that he's like listed as a freshman, but he's not a freshman. No, I believe he's a sophomore, so I think he's got two more years left. If, and then there's the COVID year, so maybe three years. Right. The COVID year is all crazy, but he might have three years left. So big, big asset there. Um, And then... I want to talk about Xavier Worthy. He puts up three receptions for 50 yards, a touchdown, gives him 14 points, but does not play in the second half. And if I remember right, he was on crutches, um, or at least in a walking boot, one of the two. So Ian, something to watch, Xavier Worthy going into this, this week. So each... Played a guy who didn't play. I uh, did my tweets of players who are sitting and whatnot, and try to tag you guys if uh, on Twitter if they're if I know you guys are on Twitter to let you know. Jaquavius Marks was in a walking boot, scored him zero point. Reese White, Brett scored zero points, so that was kind of a wash. But that's what. You get in for going to an Iowa State game, bad reception, can't uh, can't make tr- lineup changes there, so that's a rough go. Could have could have got your first win, and yeah, this one would come down to Benjamin Urasek, 
tight end for Stanford and Travis Dye, running back for USC. USC looked bad against Oregon State. They win 17-14. to But he got one reception for nine yards, 133 yards rushing, and a touchdown good for 21.2 points, while Benjamin Urasek got one reception for 16 yards, good for 2.6 points, as Brett pulls out this one, 270.3 to 268.66. I was watching this game because I wanted to see what would happen. There was a two-point conversion that... Stanford went for, and Eurosec was wide open, and their quarterback doesn't throw them the ball. Throws it to a guy covered in, with, by two people. They happen, He happens to catch it, and they get the two-point conversion, but Eurosec's wide open. Had he just got that, it would have been two points, and Ian would have won, and this was kind of later in the game. So big, big loss there for uh, chocolate starfish and the hot dog-flavored water at this point so and if it weren't honestly if it weren't for luck bad luck Ian wouldn't have any luck at all like he's just his team on paper looks great just it's just not coming together so he's he's, he's lost the organization I mean I don't know about the organization I think he's lost the players in that locker room Both teams are struggling right now. What if you were to like, if there was like an NFL GM or an NFL franchise that you were com- to compare Ian to as a whole right now? What would it be? Is it Urban Myers and the Jaguars? Is that what's happening? Is Ian out in the club putting fingers up girls' butts? Is that what's happening? Jaguars would probably be where I would lean. Wow. It could also be could be the Raiders. I hope Ian gets to listen to this before he gets arrested. Yes. Because we know. That's, or gets that haircut. Or gets, <laughs> we know that's <laughs> the next step, is a Raider being arrested in in this circle of a, a season of a Raiders fan. Our next matchup is Chad versus Corey. This I deemed the pillow fight of the week. Um, for Corey's team, Will Shipley finally balls out. He has a ball, quote unquote balls out 20.9 points. He had three receptions for 15 yards, 104 yards rushing, and a touchdown. Um, who else do I want to touch on here? Tavion Thomas. In their blowout of Arizona State, had 60 yards rushing, but he was he, he had six points, but he was suspended for the first half that no one knew about and got to play a little bit in the second half. So awesome for college football guys getting benched and no one knows about it. And then Brennan Armstrong puts up a dud, 10.42 points. Last year compared to this year is just night and day difference. I'm not starting Brennan Armstrong any more games. Corey, go pick up a quarterback, go trade for a quarterback, do something. Um, he was putting up four, like 40 points a game last year, and then their coach goes over to Syracuse, and uh, Trader, he was pretty good last year um, in the sense of fantasy points, Guy can't. Was absolutely all rushing though. Yeah, like he can't throw very well. But now, um, Virginia's coach goes over to Syracuse and Traders throwing the ball a little bit better, um, and still rushing the ball. So great pickup by Grimm uh, the previous week. So big fan of Schrader. So that was Corey's team, Brett, or and then. Uh, Chad's team he had Frank Harris for UTSA 392 yards passing four passing touchdowns 31 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown good for 48.78 points great job there Jacob Cowling um, big fan of him over there in Arizona he, he was a Wyoming 
transfer, seven receptions for 133 yards and touchdown, good for 26.3 points. And then the only other guy I really want to talk about here is Michael Mayer, does Michael Mayer things, seven receptions, 88 yards receiving, and a touchdown, good for 21.8 points. So Chad wins this one, 231.86 to 189.38. But honestly, like, I get it, you won, Chad, but this, this matchup reminds me of, like, a moped. Like, oh, I'm riding a moped. It's kind of fun, but, like, you don't want your friends to know that you're riding a moped. So it's like, oh, it's good thing you won, but, like, don't tell anybody your point totals. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. Somebody had to win. It just happened to be uh, you this week, Chad. you got to put up those bigger numbers. So getting into um, the Bears game of the week, this one is between Luke and Tweet. This one is, again, another one that we're going to have to stay up late for the late slates as it would come down to a couple pair of uh, stacks with uh, Washington, Michael Penix Jr. for Tweet, and Luke has, oh, who was it? It was uh, Jalen McMillan, while Tweet had Mario Williams with Luke's quarterback, Caleb Williams. So, Kuth, I think it's Kuth, got hurt. Um, tight end for Utah in the late game. So it would just come down to these two stacks. Quarterback play for both teams were really, really good. Um, you had Will Rogers and Hartman put up 50 burgers. You had Hendon Hooker and Bryce Young over 40 points. But then, yeah, Caleb Williams puts up 15.9 points. Not a great quarterback number. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., Puts up a reasonable 23.86 points. But yeah, coming in, it's going to come down to that quarterback play. And if they can throw a touchdown to somebody that wasn't um, a wide receiver that they had. Uh, Luke also had Brock Bowers, who had five receptions for 60 yards, 77 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Tight end spot got me 30.7 points. Also a cheap, I don't know if I would say cheap, but late touchdown by Braylon Allen that the kind of Ohio State just stopped running after him. 75-yard touchdown got me uh, a total of 26.5 points. And Izzy Bonaconda has one reception for 19 yards, 177 yards uh, rushing, and four touchdowns, good for 44.6 points. Pretty much another quarterback there in my lineup. So that one was, was big there. And then on tweets team he had eric gray Ameka buka and devin achain that uh put up some good numbers for for him so achain puts up three three receptions 15 yards 159 yards rushing and a touchdown good for 26.4 points while Ameka buka puts up six receptions for 118 yards two touchdowns good for 29.8 points and then Eric Gray, I was so frustrated with this game. So he has seven seven receptions, 45 yards receiving, and 114 yards rushing. I was watching this game because I picked uh, Oklahoma to cover by it was minus 13. They ended up losing. But it was just Eric Gray dump off after Eric Gray dump off after Eric Gray dump off. And I was just like, stop it. Like, tweets catching up. He's catching up. Oh, now we're, you know, we're pretty darn close, and I was getting tired of it. And then Abuka puts up his great game, but I want to play something for you guys that I had um, said on our podcast last week. 
18.9 points, gets injured in this one. I have yet to hear if there's any update on if he will play this week or not, but somebody to keep an eye on. And then uh, Amuka, Ameka Abuka scores 30.9 points. Uh, next week, they have Wisconsin, and I like Wisconsin's defense. I am a little bit nervous. I'm curious I'm curious to see if all three of these wide receivers, JSN, Abuka, and Marvin Harrison Jr. all ball out. I have a feeling with that defense and how slow they play, I just don't know if there's if everybody's going to do well this week. So I think this might be kind of a down week for the two two of those wide receivers. I think um, whoever, I probably JSN will probably be in the slot, but I think whoever's in, in the slot the most will probably benefit the most. So... Whoever's in the slot is going to benefit the most. JSN does not suit up in this one. Um, my boy, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., is too busy with his Apple Watch and Louis Vuitton cleats to to do a lot of damage in this one. But Emeka Buka's in the slot, and he crushed it this week. So called it, just didn't know who it was going to be, but it was that slot guy. So overall, though, I got nervous. It's coming down to the Washington game. They're kind of uh, blowing them out, and they keep rolling out Michael Penix, and he keeps throwing touchdown passes, and then it's a, like a four-point game or something, and then they finally pull Michael Penix from the game. I'm like, oh, thank God, because there's like f- four minutes left or something, and I, I, was getting, I was getting nervous there, but I pull out the win in this one. 284.26 to 279. So I I will say this year, Jacob, you kind of tell me your thoughts. Last year if you scored over 300 points, you I think we kind of determined like you're going to win. There's like two times where somebody scored over 300 points and lost. So you got some bad luck there. But like 280 points is a pretty good pretty good week especially last year i feel like that was like an automatic win and this year i think people are starting to figure out that you need some of those cff guys got some of those guys on their team and having really good competitive games across the league this year yep i mean i haven't figured that out but other people have yeah how many quarterbacks did you pick up in the draft and uh in waivers i drafted a few oh okay how many of them? Drafted uh, Jacuri Brown, Nate Johnson, Blake Shapin. Blake Shapin would be my CFF producer. Okay, only, only one getting you points. He's not. He's not quite producing like I thought he would. Yeah. So, yeah that that's our recap from you know week. Would be week four already. Dang. So I'll go into our power rankings. Thanks to. Uh, Grim and Ian for putting these together. Um, we'll go 10 to 1. So Patrick, no change at 10. Ian, no change at 9. Corey down two spots to 8. Jake stays at 7. Steady Eddie stays at 7. Dennis up two spots to 6. Chad stays at 5. Tweet stays at 4. Brett stays at 3. Nate stays at 2. And yours truly the defending champion on the NCAA side stays at number one. Then let's see here. Week five preview. So let me get uh, the Bears picks up. Not able to make it today. Feeling a little bit under the weather. Everyone's kind of getting sick right now. I'm just waiting for my turn, I guess. So <clears throat> tweet. The Bear is a lifetime 13-3 and with a rough week last week. Tweet versus Patrick. So it's 2-2 two and two Tweet versus 0-4 Patrick. Patrick comes into this week only playing 12 guys in his starting lineup currently. That's a bold strategy um, for a guy whose team is at the bottom of the standings. Even if he puts two guys in, it won't matter. Tweet by a lot in this one. Chad three and one versus Grim two and two. It's Big L's birthday week. Will he end up getting another fantasy win as a present? Was Grim's high scoring week last week a fluke? I guess we will have to wait to see. Give me Grim. Give me Grim 
with my upset of the week. I think that might be two weeks back to back that tweet has picked Grim to win. That must kill him in inside. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Let's hear bye week Nate versus Corey. So four and zero Nate versus one and three Corey. This matchup is an interesting one. Nate is rolling, but has made a trade, and some of that talent has gone away. Corey's team is very up and down. He also has a ton of injuries. For those reasons, I like Nate in this one. Luke versus Brett. I'm not sure uh, bye week Nate really applies to the college side, though. I mean, that's what that's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. Nate, Nate, if there's anything you want to say to tweet, feel free to come on. Nine o'clock on uh, on Wednesdays. You can. I think I just need to have you and, and Bear on here. This is maybe a rivalry starting. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. I mean, he was already on a, a no trade clause, or yeah, he's on the no trade list ever since Tweet's bachelor party, Brees Hall trade. So maybe something's going on there. Trouble in paradise. We've got in the next one four and zero Luke versus three and one Brett. Both teams barely pulled off victories last week. So what will they do this week? Both are very strong teams that like to score. I happen to like Brett's team in this week to score just a few more points. Brett wins. I'm not a fan of that synopsis. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking crush Brett. I'm gonna wish that you know he didn't even think about playing me this week. Week seven, that's the one I'm worried about. I don't know who I play, but all my bye weeks are week seven, so not not looking forward to that one. And then. We have got hot dog water versus toilet water is what he says. We have three and one Jacob versus four versus zero and four Ian. Good lord, this game couldn't be any less exciting. It's such a bad game that it actually might be good. The bear likes this matchup as it's his game of the week. I don't <laughs> like picking either of these teams because they fail me so often. But give me hot dog water for the win. He says Ian is going to get his first win against you this week, Jacob. What say you and those, what I like to call the waiver wire warriors? We're going to have a bounce back week. We're going to put up some big points. Ian, Ian's going to lose. He's he's lost his entire locker room, his organization. He's probably like refinancing his car right now. Like he's just. He's lost. Just maybe he needs to go uh, follow Aaron Rodgers in his off season. You know, get to know you, get to know the person that is Ian, and maybe he'll be able to to figure out what's wrong with his organization right now. Yeah, he can go on a ayahuasca trip, stop showering, all that kind of stuff. Also, side note: Did you hear? Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today? No. What? Oh man! I'll have to play. Th- I'm gonna I'm gonna play the clip for everybody. I'm gonna work on on this um, while Jacob goes through his week three notes. But pretty much says he was the reason. Uh, was it Matt Flynn got paid yeah. by? Uh, the Seahawks, that big contract. How is he the reason? Apparently, he called all the, he called the plays that week when he had that like five hundred and some odd yards and I don't know what six okay. touchdown or whatever. It's a two Here's minute the, clip. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna find it. I'm, I'm just gonna say this right now. I have a low opinion of coaching, and you're gonna now tell me a non coach is the reason that Matt Flynn had a good game. Because he called the plays. Called the plays. They they pretty much asked asked him, like, do you think you would be a good offensive coordinator? And he's like, yes. And it's like, why? And then he brought it brought that up. He's like, I can do it. 
So, just another reason to dislike Aaron Rodgers. Another reason. So, Jacob, I'll let you right. take on uh, the NFL stuff. So, NFL Week Three notes. Uh, first matchup was me versus Nate. I got the easy win against Bye Week. Um, why didn't he do they, this for me? Like, what the? What's that? I said, why didn't Nate like not show up for my game? What the fuck? I guess people just play up for me. I'm everybody's, you know, big game. Makes sense. Listen, he crushed me on the college side. I crushed him on the NFL side. Just that. Butt punts. Your roster's not good enough, pal. Butt punts. Anyways, basically, kind of my big takeaway is my quarterback situation is keeping my points really, really stable right now. Um, that's like I can have bad performances from my skill players and still, you know, be putting up near 200 points. So, really, I think to to beat me throughout the season, it's going to take 200 points. And that's not like out of the realm of possibility for any team in our league, but to do it week over week, I'm probably going to be cruising into the playoffs. I mean, whether it's as a two, three, four seed. So then next matchup was Luke versus Patrick. Patrick gets the win over the number one ranked team, according to our power rankers. Again, um, it's just like the inconsistent quarterback play. I think he'll be fine because Mahomes is still going to put up massive points, you know, most weeks. But the weeks that he doesn't do that is kind of where it gets tough because you don't have that. I mean, your second quarterback's Carson Wentz. It's been a roller coaster. Yes. I, you know, put in, um, I think I had Cooper Rush in there week two. Um, I think. But, like, Whatever. Wentz has a great game. After after two weeks looking good, week three, man, everything came crashing down. And had he, like, I lost by, like, ten points, put up the third most points in the league. He just does something. I am I win that one. So that was frustrating for sure. Yep. And then the other thing that I would say, like, just to monitor, because basically Patrick has Tony Pollard and he's got Zeke, that – that split is like 60-40 now in terms of snaps. And then Tony Pollard's getting kind of the the premium touches and getting used more in the pass game. Is, so it's, is, is he? he? What's that? Is he? Yes. How many uh, targets do each each have? Well, he had one last week, so that's probably bringing it down. But I bet their targets are probably pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, Pollard has one more target than Zeke. However, Zeke has negative five yards receiving. On <laughs> There's that too. But the other thing is, like, Zeke is already playing more snaps. So he should have more targets than Tony Pollard. And that is and a Tony little... Pollard has looked a little bit more explosive. Like, just eye test. Yeah, for sure. Um, it seems like Zeke is kind of like the between-the-tackles guy and but then he can block better so he's gonna be out there for those and then it seems like they give him those red zone i mean grant i think tony pollard got one he had like a long run or whatnot and got put in there but for the most part it looks like that's kind of zeke's wheelhouse for the time being yep so yep so then next matchup is tweet versus brett brett's team came out after a heavy night of drinking and was still able to dominate the matchup against Bishop Sycamore. Tweet, he decided to trade away a very good young wide receiver in Drake London to try and win on the college side. I I don't know if the college pieces he got are going to be able to get him to his goal. Is like we've already talked about the trade, but I'm just saying I don't know if Blake Corum and Zay Flowers are going to put him over the top to beat you know you or Brett or you know some of these other teams that are kind of sitting up there on the college side. If if Tweet doesn't win the college side, is that a failure? Is that trade a failure? No, because of the caveat that he got Jamison Williams in return. 
So Jameson Williams has to put up Drake London numbers or pretty darn close to it. Or similar. I mean, if they're, if they're both like wide receiver twos, you're not going to, you know. Yeah. You're not going to squabble over that. But the other thing is like Blake Corum, there could be some also Debbie NFL value there too. Yep, he's been doing yeah, doing pretty well, pretty well for himself here. So then the next one we have is Ian versus Chad. Hurricane Ian has turned into a light drizzle. Our incumbent champion now sits at one and two on the year. And I'm not sure if Chad uh, pulled himself up from the dirty cellar that he was in, or if he really just pulled Ian down. And now they're just both rolling around in the filth. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think Chad pulled Ian down. I, I think that's so what they're happened. Both, they're just both down there. Yeah, for for right now. I think this needs to be a week to week thing. We need to know who's in the cellar. Ian and Chad. Well, next week we'll need to know. So keep the keep the theme of the cellar. Alive. I need to know how this story ends. Yeah, sure. Maybe we can start throwing trash down there too. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be trash down there. Oh yeah, rats. Oh my gosh, snakes, spiders, maybe possums, cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Maybe soon we'll have we'll have a Grimm's team down there. Maybe in a few short years. Maybe next year. We'll find out. Maybe it's happening right before our eyes. So the last matchup we had was Dennis versus Corey. Um, Grimm was the preseason team to beat. He has become a beaten team. Call for help. With an aging NFL roster and a dilapidated farm system. I am not sure where this help is going to come from. I would have probably started selling certain pieces last offseason. But, you know, here we are. I just wonder if there are any interested buyers now. Corey moves to 2-1. and one. Corey just, you know, moving in the shadows. He's kind of like a ninja. 2-1, and one, no one saw this one coming. I sure didn't. Keep it up, Corey. But, I mean, let's, let's be honest about the situation. Like, who's paying top dollar for Derrick Henry right now? Not not I, sir. Aging guy. Who knows? Well, I'm just, I'm, I want to know what that team looks like next year, the Titans. Because there's rumblings that um, their coach might be out. Why can I not think of his name? Because he's not any good. <laughs> like, there's, like, he might be out. And then you got Tannehill <clears throat> might be out. And then Derrick Henry. They might trade him to get some, like, rebuilds for some stuff. So that Tennessee team could look drastically different come next year. Yeah. They might even try and, like, just get off a of cap space and, like, do a complete kind of rebuild on offense. Then Derrick Henry's going to some other team, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to roll out this undrafted free agent as our running back. Think of Derrick Henry went to the Bills. I heard some rumblings of, like, people speculating that Saquon Barkley might go to the Bills. That would be something. And that that one that one gets the juices flowing a little bit. That would be, that would be something. So, you want to take us through uh, our NFL power rankings after week three? Yes, so our esteemed power rankers have ranked us the following. In first place, me. Second, Brett. Up two spots. I'm up two spots as well. Luke went down two spots. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Dennis went down two spots to four. Corey went up three spots to five. Patrick went up one spot to six. Ian stayed the same at seven. Nate down three spots to eighth after going up five spots last week. Tweet down three spots to nine. And Chad still in the cellar. 
that seems like an awful lot of movement for a power ranking. Let's let's have like overreaction time. Like, what's going on, guys? Like last week, Nate's up five spots, now down three spots. What do you want Nate to be? Like, I I don't get what you guys are doing here. Lots of movements. Lots of people up two, down two, up three, down three. I mean, who are the teams to beat? What what are we doing here, guys? Like. I'm at, you know, I'm at third place, and I've, you know, put up the first highest scoring, second highest scoring, third highest scoring. I'm sitting there at three, like, I don't get it. And then transitive property, I already beat Jake, so like, obviously I'm better than him. Record doesn't prove it, but I mean, I would, well, I did math, I did math class. A B plus B C equals A C. Like, I I get it. You're not beating me starting wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. We played week one, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't start Wentz and still beat you, and I played Dak Prescott. It scored me like four fucking points. <laughs> yeah, 4.46 points. I played Wentz, so it would have been 35.7. I would have crushed you. Sure. So, yeah, I beat you by, like, 38 points. Man, that would have been a massacre. But, yeah, what do you, what do you think about these movements here, Jacob? There, like you said, there's a lot of them, and I don't know what we're doing. It's just overreaction each week. It really is. I mean, if the power rankings, like, shift that much week to week, then were you ever that accurate? You know? We might as well just use the rankings that we get on Sleeper. I like just I just imagine like how bumped Nate is going up five now down three. He probably feels pretty good about probably the only thing that's got him over tweet is Drake London. It's probably the well, difference. There's, there's also the reality of Nate's team being pretty young. He did like I think he did rebuild his team, I think he's going to be competing for a playoff spot ne- by next year. Ooh. But this year, it's not going to help him for this year. Yeah. Yeah, Corey's up three spots to five. I want to challenge. I want to challenge the, the power rankers, you know, next week. I, w- I want to see these power rankings and not say that I don't want to see a move people up and down but like let's let's try to get this hammered out here i know we got a lot of us that are two and one or one and two but i think looking at those teams you can look and say hey when injuries hit when bye weeks hit like which team who's who's our contenders and who's our pretenders we're after this week we're going to be a quarter of the way through the season so i mean our power rankers didn't even think that Chad pulled Ian down into the cellar with him. Ian stayed the same. Yeah, which there could be some bias there. Ian is one of the uh, rankers there. So, but I guess yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the power rankings and and then your cellar story goes. I'm, it's riveting to me. I can't wait. It's like you know a book I can't put down. So I, it's a horror. It's a horror novel. It's a it's a horror novel. <laughs> it's, it's got the guy who uh, just walks and catches everybody who runs away from him. Yes. So that is gonna do it for us this week. Our next episode will be uh, Wednesday, nine p.m. And that'll be October fifth. So we'll try to do drop that either early morning or late night. Um, on the 5th or 6th, uh, we will recap week 5 in our college matchups and our NFL week 4. Like I said, that will be uh, a quarter of the way through our NFL league and our regular season's 10 games. So after week 5, we're halfway through our college season. Are you a contender? Are you a pretender? We've already had Nate and um, Tweet make a trade. Tweet thinks he's a... Uh, contender like italicize quote underline thinks 
don't know what he's you know really trying to do. tries tries to sit at the cool table, not cool at all. Tweet, still sit by yourself. That's what's happening. So, anything else you got here, Jacob? Otherwise, we will uh, call it a night. Nope. Uh, definitely hoping Zach Evans doesn't play. You going up against him this week, or you got or you want Judkins to play? I want to watch Judkins against uh, Kentucky. See how Kentucky that... almost is like a game that I want to watch, anyways. But yeah, I want to see Judkins. I'd probably still roll out Judkins. He's been doing just fine, even. Well, I splitting. think I have to. <laughs> I think I have to this week. Well, hey, remember, always start your studs. Good night.